Technology is evolving, teams are sprinting, excitement is building, features are launching, and nobody notices. This is Joel Cheeseman of the Chat and Cheese podcast, and that's why Chad and I cooked up Futurama, a brand new competition that pits four established companies against one another with only one emerging victorious awarded the badass belt of technology. Here's the 411. Contestants will receive two minutes to pitch their new feature, and the remaining 13 minutes will be spent with rapid-fire Q&A. This Futurama puts the eventual winner of our first-ever Futurama, Sean Burton, CEO at Hiring Solved, on the hot seat. Chad and I dropped mad questions while downing drams of bourbon, and Camino's Cindy Saunier helped inject brains and class to the judging panel. Enjoy. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All right, guys. Here we go. We've got Sean from Hiring Score. Hiring Solved, as you were. Go! Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm Sean Burton from Hiring Solved. I'm uh, one of the founders and the CEO of Hiring Solved. And um, let's see, I'm pitching you. So let me let me tell you a little bit about Hiring Solved. We started uh, about eight years ago now. And what we are is a, we're a software company that specializes in talent intelligence. Uh, what is talent intelligence? I, I like to think of it as uh, we've been hearing for a long time in this industry that your ATS, your CRM, your HRIS, these are gold mines uh, because you have all this great data in them. Uh, and, and more so, I think even today, than, that's even more true than it has been because you've got tremendous applicant flow today. Of course, lots of people out of work looking for new jobs. You've got folks in your HRIS that work for your company that you're trying to put to work maybe in different jobs as the business changes. So this idea of, of these systems as a goldmine is, uh, is very relevant. But what Hiring Solve does is we are the mining tools. So if you think about that analogy of the goldmine, that's a, that's a store of value and there's very valuable stuff in there, but it's actually really, really hard to get out. And I think of it as uh, you know, the ATS does a great job. It's, it tracks applicants. It's an applicant tracking system. It doesn't say it's going to find you people to hire. So hiring solves what, what we work to do every day is, is to, like our name says, solve hiring. <laughs> and we do that by integrating with all kinds of different systems, anything that contains talent information, pulling it together, merging it, analyzing it, parsing it, and then creating structure from it so that we can then make it actionable, then make it easy for the user to make hires very quickly and, and accurately. So that's a lot of that's a lot of what hiring solve does. We started as an aggregator, social aggregator back in 2012, and uh, for the last several years since 16, we've been really digging into corporate data sets, and that's where we are today. Very nice. All right, Cindy, you get the first one. Okay, so just by um, the the fact that you mine first the internal database and then go externally, you've scored huge points with me. Now, what if that external candidate is still the best candidate? Can I mine first, get my few best candidates, and then look externally and then compare them? So we started all external, uh, as you may know, 
Uh, we were the we were the company. We were the guys that got sued by LinkedIn back in 2014. <laughs> what we <laughs> what we do this just is, mess it up. People, I love it. I love it. In case any in case anyone forgot. Uh, no, so so what we do today, it's funny. We don't supply external data other than pure analytics. So we we supply we supply analytics on workforce. We supply analytics on supply demand that sort of stuff. But we don't actually supply the candidates. And our our perspective on that, by the way, is just. It's, it's changed a ton. We just think that, that that data is so readily available. There's so many folks that are supplying it. We, we pivoted away from that. But yes, this, the short answer is we're a bring your own data sort of organization. So if you have that data and you want to drop it in, that's no problem for us. And we can compare and do all that, all the stuff that you mentioned. First of all, Sean, your quarantine hair is rocking. I want to give you a quick thumbs up on that one. Uh, my uh, legitimate Thanks, question is: uh, I love, I love that you're pivoting out of sort of the you know the the public stuff to internal stuff. What did you learn being an aggregator that has helped you be a better sort of internal search engine, if you will, or or solution? Sure. So uh, to to mine this internal data, uh, it turns out there's a lot of really complex problems in trying to understand who's going to fit where, and even just just something as simple as understanding a job description, right? If you really look at that, uh, that is an incredibly hard problem, partially because the, those descriptions are written in a hurry by job descriptions, by, by uh, you know folks that don't really want to white write them or they're templated. So when you think about how to automate that or how to make something smarter, what you need is just a tremendous amount of data. And so, you know, as a practical example, we think about a job title is maybe like a mobile developer, right? And trying to understand, having having a system learn what is a mobile developer and what makes a good one. Turns out it's very it's very very relative to different companies, right? So a mobile developer at a game company is going to do something very different than a mobile developer at, say, SpaceX. So what that allowed us to do, that social aggregation start allowed us to do, is just analyze literally billions of of bits of, of pieces of information, social profiles, all this stuff to develop systems that learn from all of that information. They learn a lot of patterns about what companies need what, where, you know, how things are different, how a mechanical engineer is different in Wichita, Kansas than they are in Springfield. So it's, uh, and, and how that correlates to different companies. So I'm not gonna, I, I'm, I don't like to say the, the buzzwords, so I won't bore you with that, but it let us learn a lot of stuff about talent data. Okay, so recruiters don't need another platform or tab to work in, right? And most uh, platforms are vying to be the recruiter desktop. Are you trying to compete with all those other systems to be that one workplace? Or are you just working closely with all the other core systems to build API integrations uh, to have them actually work in another system? Both. Uh, We have great API integrations. We have a full platform that you can work in. A lot of what we see, like you said, Chad, is, is uh, you know, hey, people are highly trained on the system of record like the ATS, and, and they have to live in there no matter if they want to or not. Um, so not, for that situation, what we do is we provide an extension. So if you're, uh, you know, if we provide an overlay on that interface. So if I'm looking at somebody in Workday, uh, you know, Workday is great for all the things that it does. But what I'm able to do at high, with the hiring solved overlay is say, hey, if I'm looking at Joel, for example, Here's all the jobs he's applied to. Here's the jobs he hasn't applied to that we think he matches great for. Here's mm-hmm. the last person that contacted him. Here's all the notes, that sort of stuff. So we're able to extend those hiring solve capabilities of, of scoring, matching, analytics right on top of that ATS CRM interface. How many, how many of those platforms are you integrated with? And what are some of the big names? You mentioned Workday. I would assume that you're integrated with them. Yeah. Uh, what about, what about yeah. some of the other big names? Just a handful of big names. 
Yeah, so so work the common ones that we are are integrated with Workday, Taleo, iSIMS, um, SAP Success Factors, Connect the Brass Ring. Those are those are uh, we're we're dealing with larger companies for the most part. So those those are some greenhouse is another one that's a, a more modern that we do a lot of work with. Yeah. Um, and then the CRMs that you can imagine, Aperture, some of the others. Yeah, we've done some work with Bullhorn. Looks like we'll be we're working right now to get uh, deeper in with Bullhorn on something that I'm not allowed to talk about. But yeah. Definitely blow horn. Tease, such a tease. And then, um, yeah. can you work if if I as an employer have multiple ATSs? Can I look at all of that data in one fell swoop? Yeah, uh, that's that's a big part of what we do, Cindy. Is uh, if you if you got multiple ATSs and all kinds of disparate systems, we're able to not only visualize who's in what ATS, but if you're looking at one record in hiring solved or on the extension, we're able to merge them all together. So we're able to say we we believe that even though nothing links them, we believe that these five records in these three ATSs plus these records in the CRM are all the same person. And that, that actually we learned from social uh, is another thing we learned from social because one of the big complexities is understanding like your GitHub, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, email address are all components of you. So we use that technology extensively to merge those profiles. Sounds good. Joel. Talk more about job scoring. Is this a Textio killer? Is this more like a Google for jobs optimization play? Talk about, job scoring so uh job scoring is is probably more a little, little more google than textio but what it is is uh the ability to quickly pare down uh you know no matter how many applicants you have we have customers right now that are getting uh up close to ten thousand applicants per job which is a lot so job scoring uh scores every applicant from one to five stars and then and then you can do operations on top of that so for example you know, send an email scheduling an interview to all the five-star candidates, and you get analytics with that. So you can understand what makes a five-star candidate, um, how many are there in the applicant pool, how's that trending, what if I add a PhD as a requirement or some other skill, how does that change my my scoring? And, you know, aud- auditability and compliance and transparency in scoring is is the really hard part here. So we've been doing, you know, as you guys know, matching, we've been doing since 2011 was when we wrote the first one, but those were always opaque systems that couldn't tell you why specifically someone was ranking higher than another. That's that's our new feature. We've been working a ton on making a tra- what we call transparent scoring. It's trademarked, and <laughs> we've worked so hard to make it, you know, both good and understandable. It's a really hard thing. But talk I about bias. Yeah, talk about bias though, because we we know that many algorithms. The whole I'm sure you've been hit left and right with the whole Amazon theory, right? They came up with their own algorithm. It was incredibly biased. How is hiring solved getting rid of the bias? Because you guys are doing it in an entirely different way. Number one, how are you doing it? And number two, why? The way we do it, it rather than remove it, we visualize it. So we, we don't believe in programmatically removing bias because we, we just think that that leads to humans rejecting the results set a lot. Um, so what we do is we say, we, we visualize that through analytics at every step of the way. Uh, we show you how the decisions you're making are, are biased or are impacting your diversity, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're able to, again, transparently boost certain classes. So if you want, you know, out of a thousand employees, you want to consider females more relevant, for example, because you're you're trying to hit your diversity goal. Right. Um, that, that's something we can do to boost relevance. And again, that's all done in a transparent way. So that's, you know, the Amazon problem. And more recently, uh, Google did a very large project with a very large company. And one of the clauses they had 
was they said they would walk away from it if if the system was biased and they couldn't figure out a good way. They had to walk away. Uh, and we believe there is no good way to re programmatically remove it. We believe that what you should be doing is showing uh, what's happening, showing uh, what the patterns are. So, uh, you know, we think that that's much more powerful when we look at, you know, you're, you might be you might be crushing your top of funnel. You might have this great, you might use Texty or something, have this great, you know, diversity at the top of your funnel, but how is it changing? What do you, you know, when we see, when we see patterns in our, in the data that we analyze in our customers, what we find is, that, you know, it's, it's enlightening to them to look at it and say, wow, okay, we are crushing top of funnel. We've got, you know, 50% female diversity or 60% on an engineering role, but no one's taking the offer, you know, and we're, we're able to analyze that at a step in a step in status, a per step in status and show them that, you know, how it breaks down in different regions, different titles. So visualization is what we think it's all about. That educates the human rather than trying to rip that decision away from the human. So total transparency as opposed to black box, just trust us. Right. And just, just appreciate what we have. Exactly. Just trust us. Even if uh, it doesn't make sense to you, yeah. Um, rather than that, say, you know, what are your goals and let's here, here's how your your actions are impacting those goals. OK, Cindy, um, I think I'm pretty good. I did read about um, you guys helping Lowe's hire 70,000 people in 90 days. Was that out of their own database yeah. only? Yeah. yeah. How'd you do that? Explain. Yeah, sure. That That's uh, awesome. Case study. Lowe's is an amazing team to work with. So that that was a seasonal hiring um, and it had it had a combination of full times and part time, but yeah, seventy thousand hires in ninety days back in two thousand nineteen. And uh, what we did was we we mined their database. So they had four point three million candidates uh, in their in their database. Um, I think it was it's it's an IBM database, Conexa. And what we did was let's oh, get in dark. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the witness Ooh, protection program now. Phoenix guys. is Sorry. shutting down everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there the we go. Aliens so, have invaded. Hey, there that's we awesome. go. So, <laughs> there we go. So what we did for Lowe's was, yeah, they, they have a tremendous wealth of candidates in their ATS. And they have really, they really understand what's, what, what is relevant to them. For example, people that have worked at competitors. And so we, what we were able to do is get that 4.3 million down to about 700,000. Um, that they thought were highly relevant and then help them quickly get those into marketing, uh, marketing and remarketing programs. Did they, did they actually do a business case internally or did you help them at all to figure out how much money they saved instead of trying to go and pay for those candidates all over again, because more than likely they had them four or five times over reacquiring them. Did you do any type of business case to be able to, to demonstrate how much money you actually saved them so that they didn't have to do more recruitment, advertising, marketing? Yeah, we, we do. We have a case study and I, I want to give the Lowe's team credit because they actually were they were actually a team that already knew this. They had already done the study internally. We have a case study. You can go to our website, hiringsolve.com, and look at that Lowe's case study and breaks down some of those details. But Lowe's was incredibly educated, and that team is, is incredibly smart about using the resources they have. And they already did the analysis on it. Was, it just wasn't even feasible to do it. Uh, without that data, pre-existing data. There it is. Well, thanks so much, Sean. We appreciate it. Your time is up. And keep watching right. because we have more to come. We out. We out. Look for more episodes of Featurama, a chat and cheese podcast series devoted to breaking through the noise and highlighting new recruitment tech and platform features from established companies. 
Subscribe today on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss a single episode, boys and girls. For more, visit chadcheese.com today. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.